0: Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting where today I'm gonna be talking about the do's and don'ts of what to say to your child when you find out about a new death. So the big question is this, how are parents like us who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm gonna be talking about the do's and the don'ts about how to tell your child about a death Uh, and you know yesterday's episode was the death the suddenness of it and today uh, when I googled this information I'm just gonna be reading a lot of this information today I think it's really important as a matter of fact as I started reading through it slowly just to get a feel for today's podcast episode I was like man I'm, I'm really glad I'm reading through it again it's really some great information again it's not for me I just googled it found a website You will find something if you ever encounter this, but I just want to plant that seed for you that there are resources out there. There are always resources to not go get an opinion from a friend, uh, don't necessarily get an opinion from a podcast, right? If you hear something here that resonates with you and you go, wow, that sounds great, I encourage you to go out and research it for yourself because uh, the title of this is I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. I go and reach out and find resources myself. So, these provided these tips that I'm gonna share with you. First, I'm gonna hit you with the do's. These are the things that should be done when approaching a child with a loss in the family or someone close. So number one is tell the truth about what happened immediately um, or right away. as it's described here, and the truth gives an explanation to your uh, to your tears, right, uh, mom, dad, whomever sharing this, maybe walking around. Uh, our energy, children pick up on energy. And if our energy is low, our energy is changed simply because we're feeling sorrowful, if that's a word, it is, uh, I think. And if we're feeling that way, it comes across in our energy. We're down. We're kind of maybe lethargic. We're not at our best, and kids pick up on that. So if you tell them the truth and they see what's going on with your pain, um, being open and emotional could help your child learn how to mourn themselves. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be down because you lost somebody. So uh, that was the first one. Just tell them the truth um, right away. Number two is be prepared for a variety of emotional responses. Everybody mourns differently. Realize that however you approach this subject, your child may be upset or perhaps even angry at this loss. Accept your child's emotional reactions. You will have time to address things again after your child's had time to process the initial trauma. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting. So our loss is uh, one of my son's best friend's moms. And he's spending some time with his friend, right? They're back in school. It's a new normal, which is not normal yet. Um, and as I was talking to my son just last night, And and he's been had a few upset days. And I said, does this have anything to do with what's going on with your friend? And he's like, I don't think so. But as we started talking and, and I said, well, how's he handling it? He says, dad, you know, people just won't leave him alone. And then people keep talking about it. And it's really making me angry. So listen, he didn't think it had any. His emotion didn't have anything to do with what's going on. But yeah, he's mad that people are bothering his friend when his friend just wants normalcy. People are coming up to his friend in school, and it's it's affecting my son because he just wants him to have as much normalcy as possible. And I asked him, I said, "Do you talk to him?" And his response was, "No, we don't really talk about this. He's my friend. We just play." We want to have, we just want to have fun, Dad. So I think it's, it's wearing on him. That's the way he's kind of dealing with it, right? From the outside looking in and seeing how it's affecting his friends. So, you know, I don't know, Jack, about parenting, but I know it's important to ask our kids questions. Um, and as I'm asking him some questions, I'm getting to the meat of why he's been uh, not his own normal the last few days. Number three was important for me. Uh, I think it was important for my wife, and and I think it'll be highly important for you because it's very simple, but there are some can be harsh words. Make sure you use the words died or dead. Many find using these words uncomfortable and prefer phrases like passed away, lost, crossed over, or even went to sleep. But research shows that using realistic words to describe death helps the grieving process. Here's another good one. Share the information in doses. Gauge what your child can handle by giving them information in small bits at a time. You'll know what more to do based on the questions that your child's asking or not asking. If your child has no questions, very little response, maybe they're still processing. Allow them time to process and let them know it's okay to ask questions later. It will serve you. This was the exact conversation we had with our son. He had almost no immediate reaction. Several hours later, I asked him if he had any questions. He had a couple. It wasn't until several days later that the questions started flowing um, and they were very natural. So allow them their process. Don't try to feed them information that they may not be able to comprehend or are ready to receive. Number five. <laughs> I love this list because it's almost everything happened. Um, and, and, and I read it. Maybe it sunk in subconsciously. But these things naturally happened when we had the conversation the next morning after briefly. And, and, and I skimmed this list. Said, be comfortable saying, "I don't know." That's number five. Having all the answers is never easy, especially during a time of such heartache. It's helpful to tell your child that you may not know certain things, like how did this person pass away, what happens to them at the funeral home, what made this person, you know, depending on how they passed, uh, you know, run down the street you know and get hit by a car what what happened and all these are unanswerable questions so i don't know is a perfectly good response to those questions if that's the legit answer and i and i said to him you know ask us questions but We may not know all the answers, but that doesn't mean that you can't ask. And I will answer them to the best of your ability. We're not gonna hide anything from you. We are just gonna answer what we know. And honestly, mom and dad just don't know a lot right now. Number six was very um, healing for uh, some people surrounding us. Cry, cry together, cry often. It's healthy and it's healing. We didn't have this emotion as a family. Uh, I think we all kind of had our time and and, and I know I had my time at the service. Um, I don't necessarily know when my wife had her time if she did it all. My son said he was sad but didn't feel the need to cry. Um, But I could tell you that people around us wept and wept heavily and that was also perfectly fine. Um, A lot of hugs going on a lot of love number seven allow your child to participate in all the rituals uh let your children pick clothing for the loved one photos or or for the memorial a song maybe a spiritual reading this will help them gain a sense of control during this traumatic loss um this person wasn't as close to us so we didn't go through that process but i could see how it could help right they want to be part of the process to bring this to closure for them and being a part of that would make sense um uh, number eight let your child grieve in his or her own way allow your child to be silent about death if that's what they need to be allow them to be that it's also natural for children to feel lonely and isolate themselves at this time too. It's also common for children to seem unaffected by the loss. There is no right way to grieve. And just because we are grieving in a certain way or they're silent doesn't mean that we need to prod them with questions. Because they may just say, leave me alone. And you may be thinking, no, you need to talk about this. And maybe they just need to be left alone until they're ready to have those conversations. But pushing them to do it, I don't know about you, but human nature, as a coach, I I learned this early on in my coaching, nobody likes to be told what to do. Ah, you need to talk about this. But if you give them choice, we're ready for you when you're ready to talk about this, then they know it's their choice. When I'm ready, I get to talk. So allow them that space. Number nine: Prepare your for child for what they'll see at the funeral home or at the service. Tell children what they will see, who will be there, how many people, what they may be feeling, what they'll be doing. For young children, specific descriptions of what the surroundings will look like. For example, describe the casket, clothes, and that the body will be, and how the body will be posed. If it's a memorial service, talk about where the body is. If it's been cremated in a closed coffin or it's already been buried, bring along someone to care for the child if you yourself are distraught, right? They, they need someone to pay attention to them if you're not able to care for them in that time. And I am going to uh, do another episode uh, as this one's already getting a little bit long uh, and I haven't even gotten to the don'ts. I'm gonna do another episode and talk about what that day looked like. So stay tuned in uh, the next day or two. I think tomorrow's episode, uh, just a little um, prelude to it, is gonna be uh, the questions that he asked and where those questions happened, because I think it's relevant. Um, And then the following day will be what happened at the service. Prepare your child for the future without your loved one. Talk about how they will celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, and special moments without the loved one. Ask your child to help plan how to move through the next calendar event. Right? They're going to want to know. Mom and dad did everything together. Mom was always there. Dad was always there. Whoever the lost one is. Grandpa was there. Grandma was there. Let them know what it's gonna look like and how you're gonna potentially pay tribute or honor that person um, on those days, at least in this first year, right? Take it day by day. Prepare to talk about thoughts and feelings often, right? You said, or we suggest, or I suggest, or this article suggests that uh, when they're ready to talk, we have to be ready to listen. I'll give a simple example of that last night. As my son last night was talking to me, uh, we just happened to be down here in my office. It was past bedtime, and my wife kind of called down to the office. She says, hey, it's 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 past his bedtime. What's going on? And I said, hey, we're just talking about something. Um, she's like, well, we need to get to bed. And I'm like, yes, but... In in my mind, I'm thinking, he's opening up right now. I need to take this opportunity. I can't just say, hey, let's talk about this tomorrow. He's ready now. We can't shut him down. He needs to be able to talk about it um, when he's ready to talk about it. Um, Remember to take care of yourself. Listen, as parents, sometimes we forget about taking care of ourselves during this time. Children learn what they see be a role model for self-care in this critical time um, you know and I'll just share what's going on in this scenario I talked to the dad yesterday and um, the husband of the lost one and he goes hey we're having a big party over at my house tonight and I was like you're having a party and I just kind of smiled and he goes yeah a uh, bunch of guys are coming over I was we, we usually uh, hang out uh, once a week, we get together, and I told them because of the kids and the schedule, I'm just unable to do that. So the guys decided to come over to his house and support him in his time of need. And uh, that's part of self-care, surrounding yourself with people who love you, and uh, those people who love you just barging in and saying, hey, you need help right now. Um, those are the 12 do's. Uh, this is probably one of my longer podcasts, but I think they were important. If you ever download my book, which you have access to at be the dad you wish you had dot com um, for free, you know, if you download my book, I always say tell kids what to do, not what not to do. So I think I'm going to end this episode, and I'm going to come back on another episode and share with you the don'ts because if you do the things that I just said to do. In, in nothing else, you'll be perfectly fine. Uh, but I want you to come back tomorrow to listen to the don'ts so that we don't make a couple mini mistakes. So we'll see you in the next episode of I Don't Know Jack about parenting. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you now and get it while it's free.